Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, we have found the missing Ty Ratty interview. It will run at some time during the course of the show, maybe around 1253, 1254, if Brendan gets rolling here shortly. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to tell you that some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It is the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder, every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Tell Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. Let's bring aboard uh, John Shannon, regular weekly contributor to Oilers Now from NHL Hockey on Rogers. John, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good, good, good. We got you're, lo- you're lots. Of, you're lying. You, you're you're you expect to be uh, getting ready for playoffs now. Come on, you're not doing well. No, uh, well, uh, you know, hey, I'm all in, right? So it's <laughs> you know, the worst part is, John, when y- you know you care and you really don't have that much input and impact on what happens, right? That's a, it's a, because you're, you're living kind of vicariously and you're fortuitous to be doing so as well. That comes with the territory, right? There's only so many of these jobs out there and a guy's lucky to have one of them. And hey, I predicted that the Oilers would win the West and win the Stanley Cup the start of the year and I didn't turn out to be very close. So, uh, and then to uh, further uh, compound matters and perhaps put things in proper perspective because we do work in the proverbial toy department of life uh we have the humboldt tragedy to you know that just it, it's just an incredibly uh, brutal and difficult uh topic uh, to discuss and um the public outpouring has been uh, tremendous and it's but it, but it's i mean hey, give me your thoughts i mean you're a long-time television guy uh you've worked to, you know, on the both sides of, in front of the camera uh behind the camera at the highest of levels and uh, you know how difficult these sort of uh, situations and and some of the storytelling to do in these scenarios is to do yeah yeah and in the end uh, this isn't a hockey story. This is a human story. Right. Um, uh, this is bigger than the game. This is this is real life. You know, you're right about playing. We play in the sandbox, and uh, uh, the jolt that uh, 
the, the community of, uh, of the game that we're part of took uh, was unbelievable from last Friday. Um, and the, the outpouring in this country and around the world has been amazing. Um, the, the, the key in, in many ways for me, Bob, is life does go on, um, but let's, let's try to remember that uh, you know, we, we will talk about this in a fleeting period of time uh, compared to what the families will be doing for years to come. Yeah. And I hope that we are genuine enough uh, and honest enough to remember them at times through the summer and next year and for years to come. It's a scarring, listen, it's a scarring event uh, for, for many, uh, but at the same time, it's life-changing for those families. And those are the people that we have to be concerned with now and hopefully we still remember them and their children and everybody involved in you know days weeks months and years to come i hope we don't i, I hope we don't end up becoming those the people six months from now we don't even remember it right that's that will disturb us uh, that will disturb a lot of us a lot more than uh, than i think people realize and there's no judgment on how people handle those situations. You know, for, for some of the fami- uh, families that have uh, lost uh, family members, they want to share their stories. Others want to be, um, you know, uh, they're more withdrawn and, and, and you know, they want to, they're more inward with that. And, and, and same with the survivors. You have, uh, you know, Greg Drennan wrote the book, uh, about the 1986 cr- uh, crash, and there's player Sheldon Kennedy is uh, very assertive and out there, and uh, Oilers assistant coach Ian Herbers has never been quoted about uh, surviving that crash, and, and we have to respect uh, you know, those perspectives either way, regardless of where you come from on that. That's just how it works. Uh, people mourn and people uh, wear sorrow. Uh, uh, it's it, it totally individu- individu- individualistic, and you have to raise you, you certainly... Uh, have to respect that. All right. Well, John, uh, one of the things that occurred uh, tied into Edmonton and Calgary and two Saskatchewan guys, uh, Todd McClellan, uh, who's from Saskatoon, and well, he's from Melville and, and spent lots of time in Saskatoon, obviously, over the years, and uh, uh, Glenn Gullitson, uh, who is from Hudson's Bay, Saskatchewan, and it should be right. noted that uh, both attended at one time the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, Gullitson played a full year there. Todd was rehabbing a, a significant shoulder uh, injury. And you want to go ahead and log up for me? That'd be great. Uh, we're just firing up another computer here for something we're doing between one and two. But uh, I, I've already received a word back from from some of the families. Just, uh, you know, please, Bob, pass along, uh, you know, how great it was that your coach was out there and that sort of thing. And I was just like, hey, I, I know how the coach felt. I mean, it was, they, you know, they got a... Um, for them, I think it was a very personally rewarding experience in a very difficult time. Um, but I, I, there again, that's an illustration of the hockey community. And yes, those guys yeah. are Saskatchewan born and bred coaches. But uh, I don't think we're the least bit surprised. I know you, have, you, you know, for your work that you do in Sportsnet, specifically the Edmonton and Calgary games, uh, you're in contact with these guys on a daily basis. Doesn't surprise you in the least, does it? No, no. But I mean, it's it's you know, it's Prairie pride. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I grew up in British Columbia, and uh, I think we, we, under, we understand uh, what people from Saskatchewan, uh, how proud they are of their province and how proud they are of, 
the part of uh, of the country they come from, as Albertans are. Uh, I think there is something to be said for Western Canadians uh, and uh, and the pride that they have uh, at every level, I mean, whether it be a farmer or a hockey player or a guy in the patch. Uh, it's uh, there's something special and something genuine uh, about those types of people and. Uh, you know, you know I, 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 I have never said this publicly before, but I'm going to say it here. Is that I, I, uh, and he's not a very popular guy in your neck of the woods, Bob, but to see Justin Trudeau there, and more importantly, just to be part of the crowd, not to speak, right. uh, I think was fantastic. Uh, I think it proves, you know, and, and our American friends have a president right now that we know that if, if this was in the United States, Donald Trump would have got up and spoke. Justin Trudeau, just to be there, to be witness to it, and to pay his own respects, I think was really a, an honorable thing for him. It doesn't diminish, it's, it's not a big story, it doesn't diminish the sorrow that we all have, and what we're going through, and what the country's going through, uh, and what the families are going through. John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Bob Starfer with you. Well, uh, you know, there is another side to this current situation for Todd McClellan and Glenn Gullison. Their teams both did not achieve what many thought they were going to do. In fact, John, I thought I had Edmonton and Calgary 1-2 in the Pacific Division. I thought both teams would be a lot better. There's a lot of people out there that think they're both in, in, in tough situations. I'm not one of those guys. As we change the conversation and the context now to the hockey, I'm not one of those guys that thinks a change needs to occur here. The contract situation for Gullitson is different than McClellan. That should be established. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on the two respective head coaches in the Alberta markets at this time? Well, I was one of those guys that thought that Glenn was uh, was on very thin ice uh, even recently. Uh, but uh, I'm getting a sense now that he may be okay. It may be, it may be fine uh, for him uh, coming uh, uh, over the summer. Now, things can change and owners can change their minds and pressure points will occur and other coaches become available. Um, but I've, I've always been a fan of Gullitson. I think he's a modern-day coach, as Todd is. Uh, and it would not surprise me now to think that Glenn Gullitson will be behind the bench for the Flames next year. Uh, as far as Todd's situation, I mean, this is, this is a no-brainer. I mean, Todd McClellan... Um, uh, has adapted and, and will adapt and I think will be a better coach for this year. I think you learn more when you lose than you do when you win. Right. And so the, the learning curve for Todd was pretty heavy this year. I think it was pretty tough on him. Uh, and I fully expect when he comes back next year that uh, there'll be a, a, an energized level of education and enthusiasm for the Oilers and I think that will reflect on the ice next year as well. Just want to play you this clip from yesterday uh, from Todd McClellan. I'm not sure if you uh, heard it or not, John, but uh, here's the Oilers head coach. The, the performance of the team is on my shoulders. I'm the head coach, and I accept the responsibility for that. And uh, as I said last week, the, the first thing we have to do, and I can point fingers at, at players, i got to look in the mirror first and, and evaluate what I'm seeing and, and whether or not I like what I did this season and what I need to adjust to. So that will happen. All right, that is uh, Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. I'm going to guess, John Shannon, that you're not the least bit surprised of his degree of accountability for what occurred here this year. None whatsoever. I mean, I think that, that you know what that goes, uh, it goes you know that goes back to being a good Saskatchewan boy and being able to look in the mirror. Um, and uh, I, I think that uh, there needs to be some accountability. Obviously, there needs to be some flexibility. 
there were things for the Oilers that didn't work. And, and you know, one would hope that you don't see them next year. You know, whether that be on the special teams. Um, and whether that be with, you know, some of the line junk. Uh, you, you, you know, there's nothing Todd can do about injuries. Right. But there were things, I'm sure, I'm sure that there are things that, that Todd knows that he can do better and that will make this club better. And uh, coaching... Coaching evolves, Bob, and you know this as well, if not better than me, but how you coached eight years ago is a lot different than how you coached in 2018. I suspect that it changes every year for a guy of of Todd's knowledge of, of the vocation. Well, I actually asked Todd that question yesterday, John. I mean, I discussed, like, look, you went to San Jose. I was a veteran team. If I recall, I didn't bring this up during the question, but if I recall correctly, John, they had won 50 games the year before with Ron Wilson. And Todd came in there, and they had, uh, you know, experienced players like Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe, um, you know, some experience on the back end. Danny Boyle knew how to run a power play. Um and it's a completely different animal here in Edmonton, especially. Do you think there's something to the fact there was a bit of transference of leadership that occurred this year in the context of the room, that it became, which is not to say that Connor wasn't the on-ice leader last year, but there were a couple guys around, um, you know, so even a guy like Matt Henricks, you know, a, a support player that was a sounding board for Connor that was not here this year. So Connor had to take a little bit more of that on. And, of course, John, that the team struggled early and went through some trials and tribulations and and didn't necessarily get through it in the most positive way. Well, you know, there's an old saying, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it that matters. Yep. Uh, and I, and I, 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 I think that, you know, there's is there any coincidence that the Oilers had swoons and the Jets didn't and Matt Hendricks was in Winnipeg and not in Edmonton? I think that there's. I, I'm not suggesting that he was the team MVP in Winnipeg, right. but I am suggesting that he created a level of stability. And every team needs uh, a, a sounding board. Every every you know player needs that that guy to go to. And uh, I, I think the Oilers, you know, have to find their way. And perhaps in the room in the last six weeks when they played better, they found that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think only those guys in the room and the coaching staff probably understand that. So I, I think that that has to come to the Edmonton Oilers and has to improve for the Edmonton Oilers for them to get back to the playoffs. So I think that's that's part of it, Bob. The learning curve, man, oh man, the second half of the season, I think we got a sense of, of some really good things. I mean, I, I don't think for a moment had the Oilers done what they did uh, in the first half, would we ever have seen Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the left wing? You know, maybe there's some chemistry now there yeah. between Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Connor McDavid. You know, and, and you know, I mean, do we see do we see a, 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 a re-energized Yamamoto coming coming next year after his ten game stint with the club early in the season that helps this team get faster? Uh, so there, there are lots of things to think about, but I think I'm sure when when Todd's in the car driving somewhere, I'm sure it's consuming him every uh, every second of the drive on how to make this team better. All right, John, four quick hitters for you, so let's get to it. Uh, one final one on the Oilers. Yes, a pull Yarby. Todd received some criticism for not uh, just handing them top six opportunities or perhaps not giving them a look on the first unit power play. Um in my mind, I think yes, had thirty uh, three goals in his final thirty four games this season, and I, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to work with there. There's a lot to learn with. Uh, that said, what do you think of the handling of uh, Pulleyarvi this year? Well, I think I think yes, Pulleyarvi was his own worst enemy because I think he was 
scared witlessly to play with Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. And I, I think that that was the challenge that the coaching staff had, is how do you put him on the ice that he feels comfortable? I do think he felt comfortable with Ryan Strom. I do think that there were times that he actually contributed. You know, this we, we forget this guy's age. We don't. We look at his body and assume that his his mind is at the same level as his body, and that's just not the case. Good example, Bob. A good comparison. You, I know you love comparisons. You compare everybody to Blake Wheeler at one point. Uh, I, I think a better comparison for uh, uh, for Pujarvi is Anthony Mantha in Detroit, who, who was a great goal scorer in junior hockey, sixty five goals in sixty five games. He's twenty three years old now, and they're still waiting for him to get around the corner. You know, and, and that's so that. And they've been very patient. And they're going to have to pay him because his contract's up, and he's a restricted. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, so here, and I mean, this is what this is what they're up against with a guy who has a you know a a Greek god's body, uh, and is still you know finally mastering the English language. You know, he still talks to his family almost on a daily basis back in Finland. I think that there are things that you know, there's some growing up some growing up to do for Pugliarvi that I think will help this club, and that's just going to happen naturally. All right, let's do the quick hitters. Uh, answers, uh, if possible, 20 seconds or less. Which first-round series do you have the most interest in? Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder. I'm with you. <laughs> it's going to be wild. It's yeah. going to be wild. It, it's going to be great. You know, the biggest challenge series, you know, you know the guy who's got to promote more than anybody else is Brian Elliott. Yeah, and that's going to be an important part. And, and the Penguins could just, you know, blitz him very easily. All right, uh, who wins the West? Uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Wow, wow, why? Well, I think if you look at the road that the Pacific has uh, to get through, I mean, if they beat Vegas, all they have to do is beat either Anaheim or San Jose to get to the yep. conference final. And then I think that they're boys. Jonathan Quick's got to come through, and I think the big boys can actually beat Nashville. Okay, and who uh, who wins the East? Pittsburgh does. I, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in the three-peat. And again, for me, we, I talked about Quick, but it's all on Matt Murray. Can Matt Murray rebound? What happens Remember, if he... he I mean, he's, he's been nicked up a bit. What happens if he gets hurt? Well, then they're done. They're done. You know, and the problem now is that I'm not sure. I think Casey DeSmith has, has replaced... Kirsten Jari is yep. a number two goalie, too. So. Awesome stuff, John. Thanks for your time. We'll talk next Monday. Okay, Bob. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, that is John Shannon. It's 1252 in Edmonton. Hey, if you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with the new West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. Uh, when we come back, Brendan's going to throw to a conversation that I had with Ty Ratty. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports 
Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you. Bob Stoffer gearing up for our playoff prediction and preview segment that is coming up after the 1 o'clock news. Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins will join Bob and I in studio. But first, the interview that we were trying to get to earlier on in the program, Bob Stoffer with Oilers forward Ty Ratty. I don't know uh, what kind of expectations you had on the year, but uh, for you personally, it ended pretty well here, didn't it? It ended really well. I think, um, obviously, you wish the team's success was going into the playoffs and not ending so early, but uh, personally, it, it, it kind of ended well, and, and playing on the line that I was, you, you want to succeed, and you want to fit in, and you not want to weigh them down, so it felt good to contribute, and, and uh, hopefully I can carry it into next year. Uh, you are an unrestricted free agent. Uh, you're going to probably have some options. They'll have some options too. Uh, you learn something maybe from a guy like Anson Carter, who was with the Sedins and bypassed that opportunity to extend his stay there. Because I don't know if you're going to get, with all due respect to other players around the league, the combination of Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins doesn't always present itself, does it? <laughs> I don't know if it gets much better than that. I think uh, there's, <clears throat> I don't know. 300 other players that want to be in the position that I was in the last couple of weeks and uh, if uh, that opportunity does present itself this summer um, I'm not going to hesitate to to come back here I enjoyed my time here, I enjoyed the organization I enjoyed the people in the organization so uh, we'll see what the summer brings and and, uh, we'll go from there What I noticed with those two players and they both referenced you during post-game interviews that we would do with them they respected you, you know, and I mean, you're not an established full-time NHL player, but what is that, like, when, when I mention that to you, and I'm sure you've felt that, because players are, you're the first guy to pick up on whether or not a guy believes in you or not, It's it's got to be a pretty cool feeling to look at your center, who's a scoring champion, and look at a guy who went first in your draft year and is a great player in his own right, and know that those guys believe in you. Yeah, it's nice, I think, uh, it just adds a little bit of confidence, uh, going into every game, you, you, you wonder, do I belong here? Do I can I fit here? And then your linemates believe in you. Your linemates trust in you, and, and that makes me want to play to their level and and help them out. So uh, Devo and, and Nuge were huge helps to me. Uh, these last couple of weeks have, have have been unbelievable. And and like I said, uh, a few weeks are, are one thing, and now carrying it on is another thing. All right. So yeah. you got you were you know you got signed. A little bit of a slow start down with minors. Is there anything you can do to, to have a, a better transition right out of the gate from the guy? I mean, you're going to be more comfortable with the organization, but can you change how you train? Can you work on certain aspects of, do you get on the ice? Most guys take three weeks to a, a month off. Like, maybe you have to cut back and do insert, you know, I don't know, maybe your, your guy likes to golf, or some guys like to play softball and stuff like that. Like, do you, you, you change an outlet to, to make sure that you're up and running from the get-go? Uh, to be honest, I do whatever the organization asks me to do, I think. If I if I sign back with Edmonton, uh, they tell me to do something. I do that, and, and uh, that's just something you got to do. It's a job, and, and you want to do that. You want to be successful, and and when a team gives you an opportunity like they gave me, you you have to respect that, and you have to work hard, and you have to earn that opportunity.
opportunity. So I'm looking forward to the off season. I'm looking forward to whatever it brings and, and uh, whatever I have to do to be back here. All right. We look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you back here. Okay. Thanks, Bob. All right. That's Ty Ratty. Uh, we didn't phase that down there. I don't think we quite uh, had the top and the tail clipped on that baby. 12.57 in Edmonton. Well, Reed Wilkins is coming in shortly, along with Jack Michaels, Brandon Ulrich, and myself, their playoff picks. The regular season ones were revealing, and uh, we had a uh, question in terms of McDavid points, and we had an individual actually nail the points total right on. He's a big fan of Metallica, amongst other bands. Not Metallica. Not Metallica. What's what's Def that Def Leppard? You know that. Well, who's that? Who does he love? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. <laughs> Aren't like Def Leppard and Metallica kind no. of the same? Not they, even close. They're not even the same. Oh, I'm sorry. Metallica. Are they like not the hard, same hard music rock. genre? Come on, Reed. They'd be, they'd be <laughs> towards the same end of the spectrum. I can't hear you cleanly. He's got to have your mic turned up there. Oh, there you go. You are, they'd be the towards the end. Show. They'd do this, the same end of the spectrum, but Metallica would be harder, and Def Leppard would be a little a little more melodic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what you think. But you, they wouldn't be compared to, like, uh, Mariah Carey, for example. Yeah, you should read the texts today that are coming in. They've they've gotten over the, the difficult weekend that we've had. They're back to hating as usual. So uh, there you go. 12.58 at Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, uh, Jack Michaels, Reed, Bill, Reed Wilkins, Brennan Ulrich, uh, and myself when we return in Oilers now.